life is too long to not like the people that you are working with. I personally make it a goal to like everyone on my team, and today's guest does the same thing. Jeff Clapper is the president and CEO of 8th and Walton. Their mission is to help suppliers become better partners with Walmart, and they do it with training and education. They are known for their best-in-class support, which, of course, is provided by his best-in-class team. Jeff, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit more about your journey of building this business. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, Ethan Walton uh, started off as an education business. Uh, There were a couple of founders who recognized that um, selling product on the shelves at Walmart was important and complicated. And uh, that there was uh, a need in the market for educating uh, all shapes and sizes of of suppliers, right? The, all of the products that you buy at the store, um, they didn't just magically wind up there. And so, um, teams, you know, teams with brands that you would know well, the Coca Colas and Unilevers of the world, uh, they might have hundreds of people working on Walmart and Sam's Club as a customer, and even small businesses that that might do a million or several million dollars a year with Walmart, they need to be dedicating time and attention, of course, to serving that very important customer as well. And so uh, really just recognizing uh, the need to be informed on how to do that was was the origin of the business uh, almost 20 years ago. Um, and, uh, and then several years ago, we recognized that sometimes the solution was educating those teams in a uh, sort of a classroom setting or on their on site with their team. And then sometimes the solution is more of an ongoing consultative relationship. Uh, but that's sort of uh, the, the need we fill is, is helping these companies grow their business uh, with, with some level of education, guidance, support. Uh, it's a dynamic and, and really uh, critical part of their business. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what we do now. Mm-hmm, that's great. So tell us a little bit about your team. Like what, wh- who do you have on your team? What are they made up of? Yeah. So the team is made up primarily of, um, of experts on, on Walmart, really. They've come from backgrounds of uh, anywhere from 10 to 30 years of working at Walmart or, and or on supplier teams, uh, Walmart and Sam's Club, I should say. Um, and, and really across the board in different functional roles. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, it's kind of, it, it's very easily an inside baseball conversation, frankly. Um, you know, to the, to the general world, it's a super niche business. Um, but we are, you know, our team is comprised of experts on Walmart supply chain and accounting with Walmart and e-commerce, uh, sales analysis, category insights. Um, really all of the functions that help, uh, one of those product companies build their sales and, and, you know, uh, build a profitable business with Walmart. So it's, you know, how do you, how do you put boxes together at your warehouse? How do you ship them into Walmart's DC network? How do you get them all the way out to the stores effectively? How do you maximize, uh, the sales and the speed and the efficiency of all of that? You know, again, um, to the general public, you're like, Hey, I just show up and buy my toothbrush. Like I didn't know that all this had to happen, but it is really, really important. You know, if they label, if they label these 10 boxes red when they're actually blue, the whole thing kind of breaks down. So, um, there's, there's a lot of complexity to all that happens. And, um, and so our team is, is really comprised of those experts. That's the, there's a, a subject matter expertise to answer your question. Everybody has to have in, in certain areas where we need to to provide that education or consulting. Uh, each of them have these very 
specific deep and very deep skill and knowledge sets. Um, and then the other part of it that's probably the broader answer and maybe in the, more in the spirit of your show is uh, what, we, what we learned a few years ago. We were initially recruiting based on knowledge you had. Do you understand EDI and ASN and acronyms and technical stuff, right? And you had to have that for us to be effective in delivering our service to our customer. Uh, but what I think we also learned um, before long was that was, of course, a requirement. And we had to have a, an alignment or a, a pretty strong consistency of what mattered to you mattering to us, you know, sort of a values alignment. Mm. Uh, I think what we, what we recognized was even if you had really, really strong subject matter expertise that was going to be really valuable, it was only a matter of time until we were sideways with each other somehow, you know, what was important to you, if it didn't match what, what, what was important to our company and our culture, um, then you, you could answer all of these questions. You could be super helpful to a supplier, but within a certain amount of time, um, you know, you're going to be looking for something different from what we are, whether that's, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of an example at this point because we've gotten a lot better at just making sure like, Hey, here are the things that matter to us. Do they also matter to you? Being curious and learning all the time, uh, caring on whatever, you know, and, uh, caring about things on, on multiple fronts, caring about doing a great job, caring about the people you work with, caring about the, the broader community, but really making sure that, uh, there is a really strong alignment. We, we always look at our team now through both of those lenses, subject matter expertise and, an alignment of values because otherwise it's only a matter of time till we're like, wait a minute, we aren't, we aren't looking at this the same way. That's amazing. So what are, so those are some of your values being curious, caring for each other, caring for yeah. the customer. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you have, like, how did you come to these values? Did you have a formal process or what, what did you end up doing? Yeah. You know, um, a, a really, really smart friend and uh, business uh, colleague said a couple of years ago, and he has he had grown a, a a technology company from a few people to maybe a hundred people and sold it. But he said he realized that they they initially tried to do their values, uh, you know, kind of mission, vision, values when they were first starting. And he realized that the values you you had to be in it for at least a year or maybe a little more to kind of get a sense of like who are we really as a group? Because I could tell you like what matters to me, and hopefully I'm recruiting people that have some alignment with me again by by, you know, sort of extension of what I just said, but, um, as a group, the answer could be a little bit different. And so, uh, to, to really answer your question, uh, you know, I think several years ago we sat down and said, uh, well, to be really honest, I kind of wrote down, these are important to me. So let's just start there, not to be selfish or self-centered. Yeah, that's like, how I started too. Yeah. Let's, you know, like, let's just, I need. Yeah, yeah, this is who I am. And I mean, I, 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 as, as much as I want to be aware of others around me, I also, I, you know, I, I, I can't promise that I'm going to change so much that if we're on opposite ends of something, it's going to work out. Right. Um, so yeah, kind of here's where I am. And then I brought that to the team and, and we all develop and, and also recognizing that by that point, we really had gelled around something very similar. So then we really just kind of fleshed those out and, and they, they took their own little shape and course, but uh, it became the whole group taking ownership of that, um, of that same thing of that same lineup. Yeah. So what, what I see in the corner here. So for our listeners, you won't know this, but on Jeff's screen, he has a certified B Corp logo on his, um, on his background. And so tell us about that journey. I think we've had a couple other CEOs that went down that path. Like when, when did you do that? And then how does that align with your experience with Walmart? Yeah. 
Um, that's a, that's a neat, a couple neat maybe parts to that. Um, I mean, I, I learned about B Corp many years ago. We've only actually been a B Corp where we're, you know, uh, nine months or so now, but we've been on the path for, uh, several years, actually. I think it was two or three summers ago, uh, sort of early in the pandemic. It was like, all right, I, you know, things are changing and let's just sort of reassess. And I think this would be important and significant, uh, to our business on several fronts. Um, but, uh, but, but maybe just to step back briefly, the B Corp certification is it's not a legal standing or a tax designation or anything like that. It's really just a, a rigorous uh, screening of uh, uh, really, um, I guess, assessing that our business exists uh, for the sake of uh, doing more than just making a profit. We, it's important. It's critically mm-hmm. important for any company, of course, to take in more than it sends out. But beyond that, can we be do, serving more than just our our shareholders and making a profit? Um, and so, challenging ourselves to do to do that to be profitable and healthy financially and benefit all other stakeholders: the employees, our customers, our suppliers, uh, and the broader community around us. And so, uh, really, the assessment takes you through all of those looks. Are we? Are we treating our employees well, fairly, uh, transparently, all of that? Are we doing good things for the community around us? Um, you know, really, it, it's a really rigorous process. That is why it took us a long time just to, to get through our own application and, and submit that and then get through the review. Um, and, uh, and it's just neat. I think from a retail and, and CPG or consumer product perspective, that's where a lot of people would see that Circle B logo is maybe on products at the store. And when you see that, you can know that those are companies that have gone through a really rigorous screening. Are they are they sourcing their materials ethically? Are they paying their people well? Um, or, you know, a, a, a healthy, sustainable, fair wage? Are they, you know, just all kinds of um, positive things. Are we using business? The, the, the best summary line of a B Corp is using business as a force for good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we started the, the process a few years ago and then my tough year was 2019 actually, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. great to follow it with 2020, but oh. um, I had to stop the process in 2019 just because we were just needing, I mean, I needed to focus a hundred percent, but it was sure. an amazing process. I mean, it, it, the process is inspiring. Even yeah. if you don't get this, the certification, like you grow as a company and as a leader. A hundred percent. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, there were a couple of people internally who said, why are we doing this? We know where our hearts are. We know we want to be doing good. Like, why do we need to prove this to anybody else? And to your point, exactly, just going through all the questions, we actually found opportunities to improve how we did what we did. So mm-hmm. like you said, even even if we never clicked submit on our application, we were going to be a better organization because of the process itself. Mm-hmm. So how does that does it do anything for you with your relationship with Walmart or with your the various vendors you're supporting? Um, that's a great question, and there are some really positive conversations we're involved in right now. But there, but I don't have anything concrete that I would be able to share just yet. But we're we're really actually just starting to get into uh, conversations to build almost a consortium of other B Corp product companies. To, to you know, it's a specific subset, so B Corp really doesn't have to to be, it, it, it can apply to any kind of businesses. There are a lot of product companies that have gone the path of being B, becoming B Corp certified. And um, I think what's neat, and also to get back to your question a couple minutes ago, what is exciting to me and our team about this, the, the sort of business as a force for good conversation is we get to sort of act locally and have a global impact. 
uh, you know, when we're working with suppliers on what is most times their largest customer, Walmart or Sam's, um, we can really have a huge impact without necessarily being a huge company ourselves. Uh, you know, we don't need, Walmart has over 2 million employees. We're never going to, I don't think we ever aspire to have 2 million employees, but the work we do with product companies to help support their Walmart business can have a global impact. It can have a massive impact. And so that's what's really inspiring to us um, is we kind of get to live in the best of both worlds in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is actually a really neat point because a lot of these, I mean, B Corp is still a new concept for a lot of businesses. And um, and I think that just to be able to say that why you have done it and what it means, it's going to also inspire those leaders to think differently about their own businesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I just, really neat. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, no, I just, I just said that's really neat. Well, I was thinking of a specific example. We work with a, a food company that had... Um, in their packaging when, when they started at Walmart and when we started with them as a client, they had a, a plastic tray in every one of their uh, units of, of what they sold. And uh, a couple of years into their growth, they recognized this is a lot of plastic waste and we would really like to eliminate that. And we said, yeah, that would be terrific. And uh, there's a lot of logistical considerations that go into changing. It, it really dramatically changed the dimensions of their product. And so there's all kinds of uh, again, sort of supply chain logistics, uh, dry, but really critical stuff that changes w- that you have to consider when you're going into that. But, but just to work through that with them. And at the end of the cycle of shifting from this plastic tray to not having this plastic tray, we've, we've eliminated millions and millions of pieces of plastic going into the world in just a year. Yeah. Because, because, the, because Walmart is such a big customer, right? And, right? and they sell a lot of their product at Walmart. So it's a really neat story. And we love to have those kinds of opportunities again, sort of acting in a, in a very uh, specialized way, but having this broad impact. Yeah. That's great. So what has the impact been then on the team now that you have this certification? Have you heard much from your, your colleagues around what, what this means to them? You know, I, uh, yes, I think we're all, we're all really like proud and excited. Um, I, a, a good friend of mine who had, had brought a, another of his businesses through the B Corp process. Uh, and his, his journey was similar. There were, uh, it was a small team in the group that helped make it happen. We had one or two key team members help us uh, really get through this. And then the broader group, you know, when it got done, they were like, oh, that's great. We're all really proud and excited to, to share this and, uh, and to be a part of this community. Um, I think, uh, like I said, a lot of it for the group we already had in place just sort of solidified um, the spirit of what we wanted to be doing in our work and what makes our work meaningful to us. Um, so it didn't necessarily change like today, now that we're a B Corp, I'm going to go out and, and try to have a positive impact. That's who we already were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of just formalized that for the outside world, perhaps. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think the it, it is definitely opening up some new business conversations for us, which is, which is great. Um, and I think it will have uh, future recruiting opportunities for us to bring in. Again, actually, this ties back to the values conversation. When we're recruiting people, we know like I you know, I could work anywhere and get a paycheck. That's something we talk about. Uh, our team, you know, internally talks about pretty regularly. These are all really smart, great people. Um, and there's lots and lots of them in our business community. There's just a lot of terrific and smart people. Um, but one of the values pieces that sets us aside is like, we could all earn a paycheck anywhere, maybe even earn more money some other places. But, uh, but what will set this apart is our, our desire to do that and have a good, have a positive impact on the broader uh, community. And so, um, so I think there's going to be some recruitment impact, not only uh, making it easier to recruit people, but also 
making it easier to recruit people with shared values. Back mm-hmm. to your earlier question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> kind of how I started it off was talking about, I mean, I don't subscribe to this feeling that there's always going to be people on your team that are the B players or, you know, the bottom of the barrel. I, I just, I don't see any, any value to that. Like that's super expensive to have people on your team that you don't like, or they aren't performing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know whoever came up with that idea, but I believe they're, I think they're wrong. So, but you said something in our, in our pre-interview that I have actually been using all these months that we've been uh, in, in, you know, in, Commit, yeah. you know, connecting, which you said that attention, attention is love. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what, what came up for me when I, when I, when you said that was <clears throat> thinking about how, when you care for your employees, you, you build that stronger relationship. You also then start to like each other more and you, you also, I think, create better performance. Um, has that been kind of the origin of that that statement for you as well? I mean, tell us, tell me about that. Where did that come from for you? Sure, uh, that <laughs> came from a, a book I think I was reading, uh, maybe not long before that earlier conversation. Uh, and it was a French philosopher, and I'm blanking on who it is now. So <laughs> sorry to let you down on the specific answer to your question. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it does just resonate, right? Like the idea that. When we're paying attention, whatever we're paying attention to is where we're putting our best stuff, our best self. And, 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 and if the recipient of that attention is a person, um, the person can feel that, that they are the object of your attention and they feel like you care about them. And like that matters. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think, um, you know, we've got fairly young, uh, kids, um, and just really setting aside, um, you know, work or other life stuff when I can and giving them a hundred percent of my attention, it, it resonates. Right. Um, and, oh, yeah. and feel it. And, um, yeah, I mean, so, so the origin was, was just something I had been reading. Um, but it, it, it does really like simplify. If you want someone to know that you care about them, just pay attention to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I, I've talked to a lot of leaders who <clears throat> don't really understand that. Um, I think it actually kind of comes from the old days of, you know, manufacturing and assembly lines. Like we've kind of tried to turn people into an mm-hmm. assembly line, not realizing that, of course, that's not going to ever happen. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, I'm really struggling with understanding that actually when you care for people, you get more from them <laughs> and yeah. they stick around and they're, they're easier to manage. They are better with your customers. They are, they're um, better teammates. They are on the lookouts for revenue opportunities. They are looking for ways to cut costs and increase profitability. Like that's where the mind goes when they're cared for. Right. <laughs> but you and I, I think we think differently like that. I mean, in, yeah. in that way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, I think that's very astute and it's a great reminder to me uh, that I think I take that for granted. Um, like you and I probably just sort of, that's how we're looking at the world. Like, yeah, I want to do good things for other people when I feel like, um, we both care about each other. And Mm -hmm. it just seems like when it seems obvious like that, we kind of take it for granted, but I think it, it, like I said, it's a great reminder that that is not, um, that is not all workplaces. In, In fact, um, you're saying that reminded me, uh, at the beginning of this year, we were, we, we, uh, had a, a comp- an all company meeting. And just a few days before that, I had been visiting with a friend um, uh, who works in the same sort of business community here and uh, worked for a large supplier. And he said, all my experience is that um, these companies just want to 
you know, sort of, they want to extract as much out of all of their employees as they can um, at whatever cost, you know? Mm -hmm. So basically like I, I just extract as much value from me as you can. And of course that's in opposition to my desire to lead a quality life. The, the employer's desire is in direct opposition with mine. Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know what we're and, and and when he said that, I was just like I I couldn't get it, and I took it to our our team meeting a few days later, kind of our year beginning meeting, and I was just like I don't get it, and everybody else was nodding based on their own past work experiences wherever that might have been, and and it was like yeah that that rings true, that has been my experience, and I was like I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, who wins? Who benefits yeah. from yeah. that? I mean, yeah. like only the employer, but in such a short-term way. Exactly. Yeah. And and really, one of my big things is starting to quantify that and turning it actually into the bottom line. Yeah. And so we've spent the last couple of years with just my own company looking at like utilization rates, which is the best form of really measuring productivity mm-hmm. during periods of onboarding, during periods of, cha- of change. Um, whether it's a product change, a customer change, whatever it might be, and watching those numbers drop. Mm-hmm. Now that affects the bottom line, right? If 100%. you're paying someone a salary yeah. and they're not all in, totally, that money is just whoosh, going out the yeah. door, right? <laughs> totally. You know, yeah. it, what, what I think about on that, I think that's such a good point. Um, and, and kind of just along with that, I've thought in the past couple of years, several years now, many entrepreneurs, uh, you know, over time become aware that the most expensive sales are the new ones, right? Pioneering is expensive. Going into new markets or building new customers, that's expensive, right? Oh, yeah. And so, but the most profitable customers you have are the renewals, the people who keep coming back because you've built a great rapport and a great relationship and they keep coming back. You're not pioneering with them anymore. They're, they're just saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm due for a, a renewal. I need to buy more of whatever it is you, you have to, to offer. And that is a very profitable sale. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us have our heads around that idea. If I want a profitable business, go build a, a great relationship with my customers so they keep coming back. But that also applies to your people. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to keep finding a new person, recruiting them, onboarding them, and then dealing with the the turnover if or when they leave, uh, that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. <laughs> like yeah. how much more profitable would it be if you could just care for your employees, give them attention, show them that you care about them so that this is a great place. We're all thriving. We're all glad to be here. And I'm not trying to you know, replace you or anybody else every 6, 12, 18 months. We just, we're all here doing a good job. We want to be here a long time because this is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a much better business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I completely agree. Um, yeah. And even even growth isn't talked about in terms of how expensive it is with employees. Yeah. So um, that's the other thing we've been measuring is we've grown a lot over the last two years and just even adding on team members, even if it's not just turnover, which mm-hmm. is double expensive, but um, just adding new people and onboarding them like that, you can basically take half their salary. And that's how much it costs to onboard somebody, a professional. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, when you look at those numbers, I think, and then you look at your bottom line and you don't like the profitability. It's like, there's where it went. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's easy to overlook too, because it's not tangible, right? You're not like, hey, we, we, here's our raw material cost or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come in any kind of box. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so what's next for you for eighth and Walton? Like what are going to be some of the people and culture changes? What are, what are you going to be doing over the next couple of years? Yeah. You know, um, we, we have, we have been evolving in the service part of the business. I touched on that, you know, much earlier in the conversation, uh, 
we started off purely providing training. And then we said there is, uh, there is need from suppliers to have something more than just a, a one or two or three day class. And that service offering has, uh, is only a few years old for us at this point. Um, but we're really kind of about to embark on a big, uh, sort of relaunch or rebrand of that as we've learned what works best. We, we kind of went out and said, okay, if, if, if a couple of days of training isn't the solution, some kind of service is the solution. Um, and so we've been offering these two paths of we'll teach you or we'll do it for you was kind of how we said it for a while. And, and, and really we're, we're kind of recognizing we want to be empowering these suppliers to do this work as much as we can. We, we don't want to step too far away from being educators because then at the end of the day, I mean, it's the, the like tried and true, give me a fish, teach me to fish situation. And right. I think we've gone further into just giving them fish. And it's like, yes, there is some good business application or relevance there, but it doesn't really equip these suppliers to go off and do as much on their own. And that's ultimately, ultimately what we want to be doing. Um, and so, I, you know, sort of a broad answer to your question, but we are excited to be uh, to be building out uh, a service platform that is really empowering to suppliers so that their teams are well-equipped. Their teams are actually growing um, and well-equipped to do this themselves. And they're not purely reliant on us to do the work for them. So it has a people component to it, uh, actually, you know, maybe somewhat related to your business. Um, and it's, it's really about, Hey, you know, those, those early conversations with suppliers now tell us who's on your team, tell us what they may or may not know or need to know, um, you know, kind of assessing them and then helping them build out the team and educate that team um, so that they can be successful and, and really off and running uh, on their own eventually. Um, hmm, that's, that's great. That's, that, again, that's a, sort of a broad stroke answer to your question, but hopefully I got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, excellent. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end here, Jeff. So thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story and your remarkable journey and especially how you're like impacting all these other businesses outside of your own organization. I just think that's beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. You bet.